Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. This week, we are sitting down to hit our fourth part in our 2020 is a dumpster fire episode. All right, hit that music. here today because this year won't end <laughs> yeah so 2020 won't end we are talking about 2020 is a dumpster fire part four mm-hmm. but we're gonna try and end it on an upbeat note yeah if for nothing else other than our own sanity exactly so yes since 2020 is a dumpster fire part three there has been an insurrection and it, an attempted and still ongoing attempted and yes and by the way it is june when we recorded mm-hmm. this june 2021 yep. <laughs> it just keeps rolling so so, uh, so yes so 2021 is 2020 part one but yeah uh, it's it's like 2021 haha like it just keeps going yeah i just I but think- I, I will say we just had our second visitor at our house in the past like 15 months and she wasn't here very long but it was so nice to see somebody because they're we're vaccinated she's vaccinated so it was like oh so our friend mandy from caster quest just came by a few minutes ago and since i saw her last she's like had a baby who's now a year old so it's like oh <laughs> yeah so life has continued is what we've learned so yeah so a lot of us now are vaccinated so that things are moving forward and so we're kind of using this as kind of a what we've learned and we're going to try and take a positive st- spin. Yeah, and and really, you can't you can't continue to dwell on this bullshit, Mm-mm. right? You notice that there's not like a lot of movies and a lot of drama about the Spanish flu. Right. I I know why now, yeah. like because it was it was fucking sucks, and you don't want to ever fucking think about it again. Mm-hmm. But you know, and and unfortunately though, when we don't think about them and we don't learn from what we've learned in the past, like I think they were probably better situated than we were in 1918. It's <laughs> you kind know of ridiculous. They so had masks same- for cats. I mean, come on, I've seen that picture. Yeah, <laughs> the same argument can be said for zoos. I know it's not the same thing. You know, people are sitting there going, you know, zoos are terrible because the animals didn't do anything to be put in there. Now, of course, I'm not talking Tiger King zoos. I'm talking actual zoos that are accredited and are specific to give a better quality of life to these animals because animals somehow have to be an ambassador to humans because Mm -hmm. if humans don't know about animals and learn about them and they don't think about them at all they fucking destroy them because Mm -hmm. they have to have something to go on so anyway it's not the same because one's a deadly disease and one's a (laughs) deadly lion but like it's almost the same yeah i can hide (laughs) from the lion maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but if you never knew about a lion, like if you mm. never even thought about a lion, you're like, what is that fuzzy thing? Let right. me take you're a like, look at it. You're like, that guy's having a bad hair day. Like, that is fake Whoa. news. There's no such thing as a lion. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> even have a word for it. <laughs> no. I don't know what this adorable thing this is, is, but I'm going to go get a hug. <laughs> giant shag monster. Look at those teeth. <laughs> like, what? This has got to be a hoax of some sort. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All those shrooms I did in the 70s are catching up with me. Honestly, these are not in any particular order, but me and Liz were kind of bouncing back and forth yesterday about like one thing that we've learned. And we talked about it a little bit. It was our online shopping. Oh my God. That we did during (laughs) quarantine. And and we've talked about even on the show about um, some, some things we purchased from China, but we never talked about the gift I got Liz for her birthday. <laughs> oh my God, this was my favorite thing because I had no basis of reference to go oh on. You God. just said, I'm sending something, it's coming from China, it probably won't show up for three years. And I was like, all right, fair enough. But it did, it showed up like right at my birthday, maybe just before, I don't really remember, but I it was, know, it it was pretty it close. Was delivered, and I'm like, and it was delivered inside her mailbox. And I'm like, the picture, made this impossible to fit in a mailbox and i'm like huh that's now, weird we will we will have to find that because you linked it to me on pinterest like what you ordered it off of yeah and what showed up was not the same thing yeah so <laughs> but it showed okay. up I, again i didn't know what you had ordered so it showed up and i was like oh <laughs> cool it's a shark i like sharks everyone knows that and it when you turn it on it like wiggles its tail back and forth all right <laughs> cool <laughs> But it's like, it's like somebody who'd never seen a shark 
drew a shark. It was not and, even as cool as like those Billy Bass like singing oh, things. No, no, it was no, not even this that was, cool. No, this was again somebody had heard a description of a shark but had never seen one and just made a drawing of it by their three year old and then inflated it into a three D object because wolf. I still have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got it. We got to post pictures because honest mm-hmm. to God, I kind of was like, I got to see what this is gonna be because. Mm-hmm. The video of what I was ordering was so fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> that I was like, I, I really got to see what this is. Because uh, so it turns out that as soon as I showed it to Craig, he's like, yeah, that was CGI. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, totally. well, that's disappointing. Because um, I was thinking my hope was that it was the innards of a Tickle Me Elmo inside <laughs> a shark rubbery thing. Okay. Because it looked like they were tickle the belly and it would do a little tickle me thing. Think how cute that would be with a shark, right? If you actually search for, there's a GIF of this. I've seen Mm it. uh, Like I've used it a bunch, like Mm -hmm. on different things. And it's basically like a tiny baby shark laying on its back and someone's gooch, gooch, gooch. And it like laughs and contracts and it's, you see it everywhere. That's what this thing is supposed to look like. (laughs) It's like, I have dog toys that are more detailed and realistic than this guy, <laughs> but he's so funny. And it was just so different than what you, you know, what you had ordered. Mm-hmm. I just, I died and I, I kept it cause it's like my favorite thing. It's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just have to see what happens. It was one mm-hmm. of those things where you're like, let's just see what happens because if it comes out even a fraction of what mm-hmm. I'm ordering, I really want to see it. <laughs> and so I just ordered it for her. So we learned. Uh, <laughs> so so that was one of my learnings is you don't trust those Facebook ads. And you know, what was really funny is that Shazi from Shazi's World, she's been on the show before. She actually was making a mention the other day. She's like, I'm just so sick of these Facebook ads because they have really, really cute things. And it takes like 18 months for them to get here. And mm-hmm. they don't look cute when they come. And I remember buying some face masks that were like, looked like scarves you know, mm-hmm. and I got them and they were literally like mesh. Like you could oh. just breathe right through them. I'm like, I don't think that you're supposed <laughs> to be able to have so much air go through a mask. Yeah. Um, like, I think this kind of defeats the purpose. I know. And now like, I just look dumb. I think they're supposed to be thicker than pantyhose. Okay. <laughs> uh, Do you remember so, back and, at the beginning of this when there were no face masks other than oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. medical grade or like the kind that, you know, folks in China and Japan have been wearing for years. But again, they weren't widely used yeah. anywhere else. So it took weeks to really even be able to find masks anywhere. There were all of these tutorials on YouTube about how to take a T-shirt and turn it into a face mask. And it's just like, mm, yeah, I don't think I'm going to risk my life to uh, my own DIY T-shirt mask. Yeah, well, I had a mask because of the fires up in California. So I was like, "Ah, I've already got a mask. I'm good. Um, I also had tons of masks um, for when I uh, go out in uh sweep my deck because of the pollen mm. so i'm like you know i, I, I should already... have had masks my whole life i have terrible terrible allergies especially yeah, seasonal allergies I'll, but I've, I've told i've mentioned this like several times i was already like set up i had a half gallon of hand sanitizer and <laughs> tons of lysol wipes i had face masks i had uh latex gloves and was like and people were talking about a shortage of these and i'm like i think i'm sitting on like 20 grand worth of product in my <laughs> garage uh, <laughs> I, like, like, I just moved this from Houston four years ago. It's fine. Know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm still using up all of my supply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- That's how we were with the toilet paper thing. Because we yeah. had bought like a big, I don't know, it was like a 24 pack or something mm-hmm. of the mega rolls back in like January. Yeah. Because that's what we do. When we get to that point, we just buy a big thing of them. And then we don't have to buy them for a while. But when the shortage hit in March, it was like, okay. I knew, like, it was funny. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like I, I last year I was so conservative with any usage of the toilet paper and I knew exactly how many rolls we had and at like what percentage use they were at any given time. And this just weighed on my mind for like months, right? So like anytime we would finally see a four pack, it's like, okay, I just I'm just gonna grab an extra just just in case. But it was like it, it took us till like October to get yeah. <laughs> to go through that stash. So I'm like, all right. These people who hoarded like all of this shit, they got a garage full of toilet paper. I'm like, you know, I hope yeah. you like die a lot. I know. I know. And and now they are sit- all of that toilet paper is sitting next to canisters of gasoline. So mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, plastic uh, bags. Yeah. Plastic, Pl- bags, plastic of bags of gasoline. Now, now, now next to their steak, which is going to go bad pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
anyway, it was really funny for Father's Day. I sent my, uh, me and my sister, we go, my dad, my stepdad, his birthday and Father's Day usually like line up. Mm -hmm. And so we always go in on a, like a, or last couple of years, we've done an Omaha steaks package for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, right as we shipped it, like then there's big shortage on meat goes up. And I was like, man, that was awesome timing. Like, right. <laughs> now, you know why it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You it got the all... last four steaks on earth. Exactly. Let's see. What else have we learned during? Uh... Oh, I will. I will say that I did learn that you really probably should check out the companies that you're ordering off of when you get those Facebook ads. Because I've been yes. getting a lot for like cute tops and blouses and stuff that are super cheap. I'm like six or seven dollars. And I saw one. I was like, that one's super cute. I should I should order that. It's only seven dollars. I'll just order that. But I didn't realize that the company is from China. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, so I ordered a shirt that's coming from China and will be here God knows when. And it took weeks. It took several, several weeks to get here. And then when I got it, like in the in the picture, it looked like it would be like a stretchy, like breathable kind of fabric, but it's not. It's like real thin, just like yeah. single, single weave or whatever. And it's like, it's one of those shirts that like, it's cute and it does fit my body. However, it's one of those that when you go to take it off, you kind of have a panic attack that you mm. won't be able to get out of it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, do I that know like exactly what you're talking rooms. about. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, it, it's like the fear of getting stuck in a shirt is so real. It's not even funny. I, I got stuck in one in a dressing room one time. And <laughs> thankfully I had a friend with me who could come in and help like peel me out of it. Cause this shit, like, I'm like, why one, why is there a zipper on the side? Under yep. my armpit. Under like, I can't armpit. even reach it. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Women's know. But if you're wearing suck. a jacket, man, you don't actually have to zip up those. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but, but even with the thing unzipped, I'm still like, what if I don't ever get out of the shirt? <laughs> oh, I know. And then I'm always forever. thinking, I'm going to pinch my armpit within the zipper. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I totally know that. And that, that material, it's just, it's not breathable. And so as mm -mm. soon as you sweat just a little bit in it, I'm like, ugh. I'm, yeah. Honestly, I'm always afraid if there's a pattern on it, like the ink is going to end up on my body. On your skin. Yeah. it's. I have not worn it yet other than trying it on. Yeah. I've, I've not worn it yet because I... I don't want to get stuck in the shirt. I was yeah, like, let me lose five more pounds. It'll be fine. But there's <laughs> always the benefit that as soon as you wash it, it comes out exactly the way it went in. It just doesn't change. It's like it's all. been formed out of some kind of substance. It's just it's like, like muslin. <laughs> you ever, do you know muslin from the uh, like the, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the fabric store? I worked yeah. at a fabric store when I was uh, in high school. And I will never forget the feeling of that fabric. It's just so weird and not bendy and not stretchy. And I don't know, it's just a very yeah. specific kind of feel. It doesn't feel like that, but it has the same properties of that. Yeah. This is just yeah. thin ass material that's going nowhere. Yeah. I've tell you, I bought a lot of crappy clothes from China, man. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I will double check that next time. And Yoings is not getting any more of my money. Thank you. Yoings. You know, they just change, they just keep changing their name to mm -hmm. like all of these companies. Um, I, I'm trying like search for these companies that keep like advertising, but I bought a lot of stuff at the beginning of the pandemic. Cause you can't buy, you can't find anything. Everything was sold out. I told you I bought a thermometer that uh, said it was in stock uh, and mm -hmm. it was available locally. And they're like, except for we sold out. So then we had to get you the replacement in uh, China. And I'm like, you understand that that means it was not in stock in the United States. Like you said. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I'd get tracking numbers and they showed that they were that they were in uh, United States for 13 weeks before they were actually in the United States. I disputed things that, you know, I got money back, whatever, but mm -hmm. um, I got a bidet, but the bidet <laughs> sat in uh, customs for 13 some odd weeks before it actually got to me. Um, and then I got my money back and now mm. I never installed now you have my a bidet and your money. Yep, I do. In fact, but then I never installed the bidet because I thought <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the ass blaster plus that's going to be on this thing. Um, so I just here's, uh, here's the other thing that most people don't think about when buying a bidet. Uh, you've only got a cold water line in mm -hmm. your bathroom. So, you know, maybe ass blasting freezing cold water up your butthole is not exactly the most comfortable thing in the world. Yeah. So, so those, all of these reasons are why it's in the Goodwill um, stack right now, <laughs> because I was like, well, I didn't have to pay for it. Uh you know, the company, by the way, I can't even reach them yeah. anymore because they went under probably because they had to give everybody's money back and still sent the product. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think just put, I told you my mom bought my sister a bidet for Christmas, yeah. like right before the pandemic, like yeah, the previous handy. Christmas. Totally written. It's never been. My sister's like, I am not putting this on any toilet in my house. It will become a toddler drinking fountain. Like, Ew. no. 
it but totally it could be a would. Dog. The kids oh, are she crazy. doesn't have dogs. Yeah. She doesn't have dogs. I if have she a had dog. a dog, man, that'd be handy. Like, no more filling up the water bowl. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know how tiny Lucy is, right? When when Paul and I lived in that apartment, uh, right when we got married, she used to drink out of the toilet. I was like, how the hell is she even getting in there? Like, I can figure it out. You just, you're picturing, like, this dog straddling on all fours on top of the rim? Yeah, I don't even know. Like she was on the floor and I could not figure out how she was doing it. But we had bought one of those water containers that has the big like Ozarka jug on top of it and glug mm-hmm. glugs, you know, yeah. to stay full. She didn't like it. She would not go near it. So she, she just started drinking out of the toilet instead. It's like, you are so weird. Then we had to like. I- the irony is a toilet is essentially one of those just bigger. I know. It's yeah. like, ugh. So. But we had to like literally go around and make sure the lids to the toilets were closed or you would just hear her in there at all sorts of random hours. We're like, all right, we'll just get you a plain bowl. Like here's a bowl of water that didn't come from the sewer. I don't know. So, yeah. Well, you know, another thing that we learned during the pandemic is the importance of a comfortable bra. You know, I think we already Uh, knew that. Um, But, you know, when you leave the house every single day, right, you kind of are used to like an uncomfortable bra and then you take it off when you get home. But like... And it's the best feeling in the world. Exactly. But, you know, when you're working out of the house, I feel like I have to kind of lift them up a little um, mm-hmm. because you can't just wander around holding your boobs up all day long. So I, I, I found some kind of hybrids and I did a lot of research on my bras and I went through them very fast because I was wearing them all the time. Yeah, I <laughs> don't wear one wear unless I'm faster. getting on a, If I'm getting on camera for some reason, like a Zoom call or something, I will put one on. But other than that... I just walk around holding my boobs all day. It's I fine. get annoyed when I have a shirt that requires a bra for a Zoom call. I'm like, oh my God, I got to go put a bra on. Yep. But yes, I do. I, you know, I have to wear them. I walk the dog. I got to wear a, a bra, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. go full on underwire for no. a walk. Well, anyway. I had, I think we talked about the bra thing last summer when I was desperately trying to find a new one because all of the ones I had were stabbing me and wires popping out mm-hmm. and they all kept getting mangled. Like the, the hooks on the back were getting mangled, like the same one. So it's like, this has to do with how I'm wearing it or taking it on or off or whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go find a front hook bra, right? Yeah. I just, I've had them in the past. They're nice. They do the thing. I was like, that, that sounds legit. Plus my arms don't work that well to get behind my back anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've always been like a, put it on in front, turn it around again, probably they why the bra is destroyed. They so that they don't slip your, on their shoulder. Yeah. They're just, they're just, yeah. So the front one's very nice. But what I did realize with the front bra is there's no give, you know, and if you gain or lose a weight a little bit, they, the bra size totally changes and it gets very strange, but, um, yeah. I've also been dealing with, like, I had shingles earlier in the year from the stress and all this other crap, but I only ever had, like, two little, they look like tiny pimples, like, they weren't even a big deal, but I've had nerve pain from the shingles for the last six months straight, and it's really annoying, and it hits, like, right on the bra line, so mm. it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> we're in the car, like, the back of everything's just moving, so it's terrible, but yeah, I need to find a good sports bra that doesn't make me look like I've got a weird uniboob. Ah, oh, that's impossible. Um, I'll send you the link to the ones that I got. They yeah, kind, they're kind of, um, they're kind of sports bra. They're kind of comfy. Um, but yeah, I got a gym member. I, I got on my sister's gym membership at the Y. So yeah, but they're not really sports bra. They might make them bounce and slap you in the face. Well, as, a, as of right yeah. now, I'm wearing a front clothes underwire bra to the gym because it's all I got. And I don't yeah, want that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I'll show, I'll show you. You might have to <laughs> strap two of these puppies down though. I don't know. <laughs> like it's not a big deal for me, but it might be a big deal for you. <laughs> i just wear a camisole it's fine yeah <laughs> lots of lots of camis it's fine yeah oh all right really. okay. anyway now that you heard about our boobs yeah yes <laughs> and me and liz have different issues with boobs mm-hmm. the other day i was asking her what uh I need her <laughs> bus size for something and so i was texting her i'm like are we talking cantaloupes honeydews watermelons and i'm like no just kidding i'm just uh... just kidding i actually need an inches like right i was like i don't know how to answer that but all right i was like depends on bra on or bra off it's a totally different situation yeah that's absolutely true (laughs) you're like how low do they hang on their own this is 40s y'all this is 40s but honestly i i had big boobs growing up so it's always been like this so it's fine it's fine (laughs) Oh. oh, anyway. Okay. So, you know, another thing that, and we talked about it a little bit, and I'll talk, we'll go into it a little bit more, though, is that uh, we found that we needed to watch um, happy shows, like uh, yes. not anxiety-provoking shows. And 
um i we found some new shows that we mm-hmm. didn't um that we didn't know about before like i think both of us started Shit's creek yep. during the pandemic yeah right i've seen it four times all the way through now yeah and i've just and we re- <laughs> watched it because like it's super cute i've noticed that like the first half is like a six series uh, season series and mm-hmm. the first half is kind of is a little darker but funny but yeah. the second half like uh four five and six was super uplifting up. yeah, yeah it's uplifting and like you know and you're like crying happy tears and so i really enjoy Shit's creek i i didn't it's realize so how much i would like it and so that's it's been, been on fun. my netflix list for years like literally as soon as i saw the name of it i was like i should watch that but I yeah. just, I, I don't watch new things when they're new. I really don't like, and it is an anxiety provoking thing. And it's yeah. like, I don't know what's coming. So when I'm feeling stressed out and when I don't, you know, I need some surety in my life or I just need some straight entertainment, I will watch the same shows over and over. I have seen the Gilmore Girls all the way through multiple times. I have seen Frasier a hundred times. I have seen all of the Golden Girls over and over and over because I know I can trust them. You know, they're not going to yeah. come shocking me with something miserable and now I'm crying my face off and my heart's broken and yeah. or I'm scared to death or what. Like, I don't need that pressure. <laughs> I yeah. just don't. I, I usually tend to wait until a season is almost close to being done or completely done before I start it. Like, I never watched Frasier until after the whole run was already done. Oh, really? I loved it. Oh, when but it was also on, when yeah. Frasier came out, it it had it on reruns and stuff, but it wasn't like it is now where it's on demand and you could go watch it anytime. Yeah. You kind of had to know when it was coming on or set it up to record. And I didn't have that kind of strict patience. Yeah. Most of their sh- their episodes were kind of standalone. But yeah, I could see that they could, some of their arcs you might need to watch. Um, yeah. uh, I did watch Frasier when it was new on there. But, you know, I was at that age where I'd like watch sitcoms with my family. Yeah. Um, so uh, another one, What We Do in the Shadows came out. And no, it had already been out, I think, beforehand. I'd watched that season. Um or it started right around, um, no, you know, you know, you're right. The, this first season of what we do in the shadows as a television series had already come out and mm-hmm. the second season had come out during COVID, but it gave me a chance to rewatch the first season and the second season. And that show freaking cracks me the hell up. I haven't um, seen that one. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a movie, what we do in the mm-hmm. shadows and this documentary, like a humorous, dark documentary about like vampires living among us hilarious and Mm so in this is a television series of the same uh genre and it is hilarious so is it like dark shadows the one that johnny depp was in okay no but it's maybe not johnny depp whoever yeah 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 but that's a you know this is it's it's a documentary or it's supposed to be like a documentary like yes a mockumentary it's supposed to be like the office but with vampires but not in the set in the office you know that okay i will i will check that out because i need hilarious in my Um, life and um so but you don't have to have seen the movie to enjoy the television series and vice versa like it's a they're they're separate things but they're Mm -hmm. the same thing yeah i think one of the things i got into and have since watched almost all the way through twice is the great british baking show oh my god i never watched before yeah i just i never watched it before we weren't i'm not really a bbc watcher and now it's on netflix and i started and it started with the covid season so the 2020 season Mm -hmm. and they were like stuck there in lockdown together and all this stuff and then like netflix plays their shit weird so it's like i agree it's so weird i hate that it drives me nuts because even when you're watching it you watch mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, you watched the most recent episode. Let's go back to episode or series three. I'm like, what? Yeah, Stop doing weird. that, please. I yeah. know. It's like a list. It's a fucking list. Go through the goddamn list. And let me sort it differently, mm-hmm. please. Because again, when I'm watching Nailed It, I'd like to watch it from episode one and go forward. I don't yeah. and like, like Queer Eye. I want to watch that from episode one and go forward, which by the way, I have also watched like four times. So that's um, awesome. I, I, I've been watching Great British Bake Off since I found it on Netflix. So it's been mm-hmm. well before COVID, but um, it's been while I've been in California. So it's been the last three years mm-hmm. and I was started watching it. And my husband actually started like, because he'd sit down next to me while I watched television and he actually started watching it too. So both of us watch it. And it's nice. like, none of us like cooking shows. None mm. of us like um, uh, reality shows. And for some reason, there is something about that show where they, there's not sniping at each other. There's right. not um, this. They're always so friendly and helpful. 
I know. Like it's They're like, just... do you need an extra hand? Can I help you with this thing that's gonna win you the golden plate, a uh, crystal plate? I don't even know. Like, do they yeah. get paid for that show? I assume all they, they get do. is a fucking cake stand. And like it's like <laughs> you're it's doing like, where's all this the money? For a cake stand? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, 10, in America, 10 weeks worth something. of shit for a crystal cake stand I can get yeah. at IKEA. Exactly. And I'm just like Man, you know, they are just doing it for the love of baking. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yes, Great British Bake Off. Very fun. We're going to do a whole episode on this, by the way. I decided yesterday. We might have to. I want to talk about all the things that they that they say that sound really dirty because <laughs> they're amazing. So Soggy bottom. Um, uh, so uh, one I want to talk about is one that surprised me, and I did not think I would like it. It's about sports. Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. It's on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I did not think I would like it. It has no reason to be as good as it is. It was a delight. Every second I was watching the show, I was smiling and laughing. And it was about sports. And Ted Lasso is a coach. And he's like an American. He's going over and he's trying to coach British soccer players. And it's freaking hilarious. Everything is funny. And I'm not kidding. It is so feel good. And it is so hilarious. And he's just, um, every, every bit of it was hilarious. I watched it two or three times since then. And a new season's coming out next month. I highly recommend it. I'll have to look at that one. I have not seen it. Yeah, I'm not kidding. You will think there's no reason to watch it. You think it's stupid. There, there's like it's especially for like you know you're not into sports. I'm not into sports. Like there's no reason. It is mm-hmm. hilarious, right? It is so funny. Nice. And I mean, it's you know family friendly. Everybody can watch it. It is so funny. So I highly recommend it. I have to check that out. You know what has been saving saving my life during this is uh, Discovery Plus. Since that has come out, I have been able to go back and watch so many shows because it has so many of the channels that I like in it with TLC and Discovery and Shark Week and all this other crap on there. I've watched nine seasons of the Vanilla Ice Project and, and plus one Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. I have rewatched the entirety of Sister Wives and Good Bones. And like, again, I like that kind of stuff. I'm not a huge reality TV fan in general, but if it's somehow reality building stuff or baking stuff, I'm a fan. So. All right. But Vanilla Ice goes, uh, his, the Vanilla Ice Project is kind of hilarious because I'm like, I really hope this guy has got an actual crew of contractors because these fuck ups that he has with him are just a joke. I'm like, you guys break everything. It was just ridiculous. I, you know, all of those things are so fucking scripted. So I get so used to them. Like the HGTV, the love it or list it, that one. I hate those people. It's like, I, okay. So you always just happen to find a massive, massive mistake. Massive problem. That, that requires doubling of the budget. And then you also happen to find two or three houses that are the worst things ever, ever, ever. And then one that actually works perfect for you. Like we know exactly. It always follows the exact same script every single time. And sometimes we see the lady's clothes that she's wearing right now in the closet of the, of the stock images that you're using. Uh, so, <laughs> well, so fun fact, our friend Jeff Vita, who runs the Kung Fu mm-hmm. Drive-In podcast, he, uh, one, he's in the Insanity video for Beachbody, if you ever watched that, with uh, Sean T working so much that, like, people in the video are like, I gotta fucking take a break. And they just walk away and go lay on the floor and look like they're gonna die, which I think is awesome, because that's how I do videos. He's, he was also an episode of, like, House Hunters, him and his wife, and he said basically, like, you know, you already have the house. They didn't even buy the house like that that was happening in the show that they pretended to buy or whatever. And then they do move them in like overnight, you know, all the stuff. And then they move them right back out again. So it's a total <laughs> That's crack show. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I can't say that I've, uh, I'm an active insanity watcher. So I, I probably would not have recognized him. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, told yeah. me. That's how I knew. Be like, I, didn't, hey, I know that guy I, from the I one watched show. the insanity. <laughs> no, no, I watched the insanity <laughs> video. Because my I, my cousin bought it when I was doing Beachbody back in the day. I bought it because I wanted cheap, or I got into it because I wanted cheap videos because I'm a fan. But <laughs> my cousin was like, she was doing it. I'm like, I'm just going to watch. Like, I always watch a video before I decide to try to do it myself. And I'm like, hmm, that, that's a no for me, yeah. dog. Like, <laughs> no, not going to do it. But let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some more things that we have learned from 2020. Do you like weed, snacks, and TV? Who doesn't? My name is Kelsey, and I'm the head pilot of Pilot Lights, 
the podcast where a gal and her pals celebrate their love of weed, snacks, and TV. We're based in Maine, where medicinal cannabis has been legal a while and adult use just started, so our cannabis options are incredible. We also have some of the best restaurants and places to eat in the country, and I love to find new snacks to satisfy those munchies. So join me and my mostly gal pals weekly on Weed Wednesday at 4.20 Eastern Standard Time for our new podcast episodes. We'll try a main cannabis product, and then we'll snack and snark over the pilot episodes of your favorite TV shows. In our third season, we're excited to be offering a monthly bonus episode called Burn Cruise and including our listeners' hilarious stoner stories and our recipes reviews along with a ton of laughs all the high-flying fun is available at pilotlights.com that's p-i-l-o-t-l-i-t-e-s.com be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now to make sure you don't miss a moment of the fun all right let's talk about different ways that we can support the show i know that uh, some of our listeners have reached out to us First, remember, you can always grab some merch at nerdybitches.com slash store. There are a lot of fun items on there, even not necessarily branded items because they're curated artists all over our store. So just shopping through the site can get you some awesome merch and still support us. Absolutely. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and becoming a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the show. It helps us run the back end of things and grow our show and keep the lights on, really. Also, if you just want to go ahead and buy us a drink, go to paypal.me slash nerdy bitches podcast. Give us a one-time donation if you'd like, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Some podcasts are like this. The bodies of three hikers were all empty and their organs were laid out like a Sunday dinner. And some podcasts are like this. You know what? I'm going to tell you why having a large penis ain't always a good thing. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Oh, you want that to blow up in real life? Fuck it. Let's oh, do it. Oh, you're such a money slut. Take it all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to turn that boy into goo into a fucking helicopter? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> goo him up a lot. <laughs> You are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet, sweet video content. And for just $3 a month, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash cult45podcast for exclusive content and swag. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. And we're back. Okay, so the next point that I was thinking about, uh, you know, a lesson learned pretty hardcore in 2020 was we have a lot of people in this country, especially, who brag nonstop about how they would last forever in a zombie apocalypse or they've, you know, they're preppers, they've got enough shit to keep them through the next ice age, all this crazy stuff. Well, 2020 revealed that that was a lie. Because these are the same morons that are standing outside of their state capitol with an AK-47 going, I need a haircut. You're like, all right, Jim Bob. Yeah, they're also the people that definitely would go and decide that the the zombies were a hoax. (laughs) Uh Yeah, yeah. It's to be standing next to them. Like, having their brain chewed on and the zombies are still fake news. Uh, By the way, I didn't notice any of them getting shot in the street for actually storming their capitals with guns. I'm just saying. Exactly. So this is the... The like zombies were a um, bioweapon from China and they're a hoax, so they don't really exist. Okay, which one is it? It can't be both. <laughs> well, think about this though. We we did World War Z on this podcast book club a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Where did that strain come of zombie come from? It came from a virus. Yeah. And under that was and it was like ancient though too, right? Because it was found in a box yeah, underneath like the a box under a house or I don't know. But that's the thing. Max Brooks. I, as soon as this, where, where did it come from, Max Brooks? I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if you ever read his uh, survival guide, it's like a zombie apocalypse survival guide. So good, and not just in the vein of "haha, zombie, zombie," but in just an actual survival guide situation. It's actually really good info. So I liked it. It's a good companion piece to go with World War Z. But if you ever listen to that book, and we recommend that you do so with the full cast audio, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it absolutely came from this. And so as soon as coronavirus hit, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've read way too many mm. books for this. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. That's the problem. But guess who stayed in her house? Me. Guess who didn't? Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guess who had no supplies? So- Me. Still stayed at home. 
<laughs> I was not prepared for any of that. And th- a big yeah. shout out and thank you to Kroger Clicklist and Walmart Clicklist and HEB Shipped or whatever the hell they use because, yeah, I don't have to go in the grocery yeah. store. So I've always, uh, I've, I not always. So I've used the uh, Kroger Clicklist and um, Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, pickup as well and i've used it beforehand because i mean i've lived in i don't have kroger's so i used it way in houston too yeah um and i always use it like week of thanksgiving week of christmas all yes. those things like I that use so it for high anxiety all... days as well <laughs> exactly. i cannot fucking so, deal with humans yeah so i've been i've been using it the whole time the only thing is i couldn't get appointments during like the very beginning of it so right. i just had to send my husband or they didn't have anything the world. yeah, yeah. Uh, so um so that was uh, that was the only time. But since then, I've been weekly shopping pickups. I just use uh, Walmart.com, mm-hmm. pick it up. Yep. But yeah, don't tell me you can survive forever if you can't last six weeks without your haircut. Get some scissors. That should be part of your prep kit. I know. I went uh, 18 months without a haircut. I find after I got my second vaccine and two weeks later, I'm like, haircut. Because <laughs> 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 it was... <laughs> I got mine, but my hairdresser, I've known for 20 years. She also works out of her house, cleans everything up. Like I knew that it was not going to be a massive risk to go there. So, All right. So one of the things um, that uh, I learned is that science is fucking awesome. Science is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, when we put all of these different uh, uh, laboratories and different organizations together to come up with a vaccine in something like 12 months. Less than. Less than 12 months, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we were testing it in, what, eight? Mm-hmm. It, it was freaking amazing. My husband was in, was in the Pfizer trial, and he was in the Pfizer trial, and he had his first shot in September? Mm-hmm. I think it was September. And he was not in the very first trial. He was in the long-term trial. Yeah. So, I mean, that was freaking amazing uh, how fast that those uh, – uh, those vaccines got out there. I know it doesn't seem like it because we were all stuck in the house and it was like, felt like it forever. But when you compare it to other vaccines, yeah, that's fucking amazing. So- well, we had our second vaccines. I had mine the day after Paul had his. So it was like February 18th. Mm-hmm. So by the very beginning of March, we had already been out of our two week after thing. Yeah. So that's insane because we went into lockdown like the first week or second week of March. So yeah, I know my, my grandmother had her um, vaccine uh in january i mean that is crazy mm-hmm. so yeah anyway so i just thought it yeah i mean i got my first one in january so yeah. did paul yeah that's i mean it's, we were that's in that amazing. uh group 1b so. yeah so yeah anyway what oh. else we got okay so um one thing i learned is that people are fucking crazy um mm-hmm. there are karens everywhere everywhere and jesus I, I mean i think that it's it's starting to make sense a little bit more is because People, if they, people are angry because if they consider themselves a victim, victims aren't responsible for being victims. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they can act the, however the fuck they want. So that's what they've decided. And I'm fucking over it. Anyway, that's it. I'm not going to go into that. I think all the Karens and Chads should have to get like a haircut so that we can see them coming. Well, they practically have it. But um, that's the thing with the new um, masking thing. That's like okay, if you have your vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask inside anymore at these places. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the people who refused to wear a mask before this and absolutely would not have gotten a vaccine? Hmm? Yeah. I can, well, how am I supposed I, I know. to, you know, can we give them like a, a, a rose on their lapel or I don't know, something. I just, like an anti-vaxxer is wearing a lapel. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so the anti-masker analogy to me is it's basically... It's just pure selfishness, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's had that, that very, very terrible flu where you've had that explosive diarrhea, okay? Uh-huh. So imagine you're in a very crowded room with this extremely explosive diarrhea, okay? And you've decided, and you get it, mm-hmm. an anti-masker is saying, I've decided to take my pants off and get everybody in the room the, my explosive diarrhea on them because mm-hmm. that's better so I don't have to fucking deal with it. Yeah, That's, that is the mentality of these anti-maskers. And fine, fuck you. I just don't want to have to pull my pants down to go to the bathroom, so I'm just going to walk naked. It reminds me a lot also of that guy in the one-night stand who's like, we don't need to use the condom. It'll be fine. No, it's worse. It's worse than that. They're saying, I'm not going to keep my pants up because I'll have to get my explosive diarrhea on myself. 
mm-hmm. it's worse because they're like or have to be inconvenienced to walk to oh a bathroom. My, I just I just I it's just it's so selfish. They don't even see that it's so selfish. It is that that has been the thing. I, you know, I keep I because we don't want to just go negative. I'm seeing both here. So I see people who are being incredibly selfish and it makes me really sad to live in a country where people are like, I don't fucking care if you die as long as I don't have to wear a little piece of cloth across my face for five minutes. Mm -hmm. That makes me very angry and very sad. But I am also seeing a lot of people who are very much compassionate, very much trying to help everyone else out. It's like, again, I'm not wearing my mask for me so much as I am for you. But quite honestly, I'm wearing it for me now too, because it's been over a year since I've had a cold or the flu. And like, I had the flu for like four months last year. So And honestly, like the majority of the flu has been wiped out at this point. I think we only had 3,800 cases of the flu, not deaths, cases. Yeah, I was reading. um, It was really fascinating because I didn't realize. I I thought that like corona and the flu had very similar um, contagious rates. And they actually don't. The corona is much more contagious Mm -hmm. than the flu, which surprised me. And that like the flu has uh, um, generally... Uh, gets 1.5 people per you know person that's infected and corona mm-hmm. like unchecked gets like three or four times more than that and so yeah um just the moderate things that we were doing um was mm-hmm. getting rid of many strains of flu and there's a lot of strains of flu out there that are gone now just because uh just because of that like there were you know they were saying there's tons of flu strains that are almost gone because of just yeah. very basic um well even like the Yeah, the first six weeks of this lockdown, not even six weeks, let's say a month of this lockdown where people weren't driving into work every day, you could see like a marked difference in the pollution and all of these things. I'm like, all right, climate changers, like dummies, like the Mm anti-climate changers um, or flat earthers, all these dumb people. And I'm like, okay, um, well, we're making a big difference here. Just, I mean, can you not see how just like, and again, this was like bare minimal effort. We weren't actually locked down. People weren't stuck in their house. You could still walk outside. They're like, you can walk in the park. Just don't touch me. Yeah. All right. You know, well, one thing that I am going to bring up is that confirmation bias is real. And I have it too, because like I, uh, you know, you, you make your decisions based on what you think automatically. And so this, like, I'm, very angry at a lot of people and and every mm-hmm. time they piss me off it's like oh there goes another thing i'm just going to make this assumption about everybody and so i'm trying not to like uh for example when i moved here i found out like this entire city um is like has very very racist not the city i'm in but close enough to it that um has like has right. has a lot of uh, racist origins right um it's huntington beach mm-hmm. if anybody were curious as to what city i was referring to so like um <laughs> and so i found out about that and i was like okay, so Huntington Beach is full of racists. Apparently, not necessarily the case. Like, a majority of them aren't racist, is what they say. But, like, I won't even, like, mm-hmm. go in, like, I'll see Facebook Marketplace, somebody's selling a table. It's like, I'm not going to go buy a table from some racist. Like, <laughs> you know, like... Right, I know. Because, I'm the same way. And and it's, a, like, that's it's not it's not true, obviously, that everybody there is, like, you know, like, they... they, they, like, like they, they, right. they um, but I just... I've just made that decision. And I, I know that I can't continue to do that, right? I can't continue to make these brand assumptions about everybody because I pick yeah. and choose, like, um, every time I, every time I see some kind of statement about something happening down there as being the case for all of them. And I can't make an assumption about every time I see somebody getting upset on a Southwest fight, a flight and punching a lady in the mouth because she has to wear um, a... Uh, that, that she has to wear a mask that, you know, that every, uh, every crazy, uh, you know, white lady is just a crazy, um, uh, anti-masking Karen. You know, Karen. Yeah. But I'm starting to start to, yeah. I want to wear a shirt that just says not I, a Karen. I, I kind of feel like I have that. to, like, honestly, because people yeah. are going to make that assumption about me because I look like every freaking middle-aged mom out there. Um, and it's tr- but you know confirmation bias is true all these fucking crazy but i will also say i almost went full karen on somebody last year because i was at uh subway i was this is when i was up at my in-laws house when my father-in-law was dying and i was going to pick up lunch and it was a very stressful time and this was also like pretty close and i mean it was only a couple of months into the lockdown right like everybody should be taking extra precautions and doing all this shit and i didn't you know you think about oh somebody's got gloves on so that means they're taking sanitary precautions but I watched this kid and he was making my sandwiches and he had the gloves on 
And he'd stop making my sandwich and go over and touch the phone mm. and come back and go touch the register and go pick things up and move things around. And then he came back and touched my fucking sandwich. I was like, oh, my God, you were literally put like a year ago. I would never have thought like a, more than a year, let's say a year and a half ago. I really wouldn't have thought much about it because wearing gloves. But I was like, oh, my God, stop fucking touching everything and then touching you're my not, food. You're never Jesus. supposed to touch the register and then touch your food again. I know. But it was just like, oh, my God. But there was like 27 people in line behind me. So I was like, do I yell at this guy? Because I really want to. He's creeping me out. <laughs> but I didn't want to be like on a video as a Karen somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, Ugh. well, I know. And, um, you know, that's one thing that drives me crazy. Because if, if a restaurant, by the way, is not honoring COVID um, precautions, it makes yeah. me think like. Then what were they doing oh, before? What yeah. are you doing about food safety like, precautions? <laughs> listen, we're, we have to clean the restaurant every <laughs> mm-hmm. night. Like, it's going to cost more money. We have to clean. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Oh, I know. It still bothers me that they're like, hey, now when people call in sick, we actually let them not come into work. I was like, what the fuck? Sometimes. If they have a fever over 101. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you've got the sniffles, I don't want you handling yeah, my I food. I know. I'm just, I'm very afraid that um, because I look like a Karen, I'm not a Karen. I keep, mm-hmm. you know, Same. I just, yes, I look exactly like a Karen. So remember that people, confirmation bias is real. Please do not assume that I am going to be a Karen because 99% of people that look like me are. <laughs> I find if I just wear nerdy bitches t-shirts out, nobody thinks I'm yeah, a Karen. Exactly. One other thing that, <laughs> one other thing that I've learned during the pandemic is uh, D&D and virtual gaming has been a lot of fun. Oh, the best. Um, it's been kind of the way. So these are podcasting sessions, right? And um, mm-hmm. and my D&D games have been the only social interaction with my peer groups at all. Yep. That's it. So yep. any kind of stunted social activity I have since then has been due to this or, <laughs> or <laughs> mm-hmm. because this has been my only growth. <laughs> Oh, I know. Anytime somebody's like, hey, Liz, would you like to come guest on our podcast? I'm like, yes, yes. What's it about? I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'll be there. I don't, I really don't care. Like, (laughs) I need to talk to other humans. And see, that's the thing. Like, I'm not an extrovert. I am very much an introvert, but I'm an ambivert. I'm an outgoing introvert. So I do like to talk to people and I do the thing, but I also want to hide from them in my closet to recharge a lot. But yeah, I need to have interactions with something other than my dogs and the people who live in my house because I love them, but I've had to look at their faces every day for like 15 months. And yeah, I agree. We could all use a break. No, um, so I, I, they're just going to be like a rash of, of, uh, single vacations. Like people just like, I'm piecing the fuck out. I'm going to go on a plane and I'm going somewhere and I don't want to look at your face for at least three I know, days. I, know. Like I, just... I saw this. Uh, it's like, hey, where's your husband? Oh, he's in the garden. I don't see him out there. Oh, you got to dig a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. And my husband's been great because poor guy has still been having to go into the office two or three days a week. Mm. And, you know, that's frustrating. And I mean, his, his, his company has taken a lot of precautions to make sure that they're okay and whatever. But I'm like, but if you can work at home, why are we making like they all went back into the office full time this past week. And so it's like, yeah, uh, in California, the Cal okay. OSHA is re- being really, really stringent on the mask requirements still. And mm-hmm. um, so they're like, you have to guarantee everybody has been vaccinated before you make any let anybody take their mask off and this is this is the updated version as of thursday but then they're like and hipaa violation says you can't ask anybody that was my question to, you can't you ask, can't ask them, anybody yeah. if they've had it so which means that for the foreseeable future we have to wear masks at the office and nobody wants to do that so we're all at home still so yeah anyway well that's the thing i think you know a lot of companies for a lot of years like to micromanage their employees and said like you cannot possibly work at home you have to be here so we can stare at you uh, the pandemic proved that that is also a lie because you absolutely can work from home. I mean, yes, certain things are easier if you can be face to face with somebody, but it's not necessary. This is a global world we live in now. It's not, you know, we're not just stuck with the people that work down the yeah. hall. Like we can talk to anybody anytime. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is, I the only thing that I I find is kind of hard is like it's hard to like know who to talk to and when because you've never met them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the only thing I like running to like yeah. you know what though that's 90% of my yeah. interactions with the world is people that I've met through podcasting who live in some other part mm-hmm, of the country mm-hmm. so like honestly I work for people in Maine I work for two ladies in California like yeah I, yeah. I don't work for anybody that I've ever met in person yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm, so all right let's see what else have we learned I, we learned that black lives matter just as much now as ever, right? It's obviously is still an issue and it always has been an issue and we keep seeing it over and over again in Brianna Taylor's uh, 
killers have still never been brought to justice. I don't even know how they can like, I don't, I like, I don't know how they can even justify it in any, in any capacity. You can't, you can't. It's you can't mind blowing. Every person in that department should have lost their job if this was the situation. Well, and that's the thing is that, I mean, everybody's sitting here going, oh, you can't defund the police. And it was like, yeah, but you can keep people employed. They've been defunding uh, schools for decades. Nobody cares. Maybe if uh, we had smarter kids going through school, we wouldn't have these people going out in the workplace. Yeah. Honest, honest to God, there is, if there's no consequences to your actions and you keep being empowered by making these decisions that are killing the, the, that are killing black citizens, you know what? You fucking lose your job. You lose your job. You lose your pension. Mm -hmm. And every time you turn your fucking body camera off, you fucking need to go uh, get uh, prosecuted for um, obstruction of uh, justice right there. Obstruction of justice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I and if somebody dies as a result of that, guess what? Then it's murder. Yeah. Sorry. If you can't see what happened, uh, your obstruction of justice and murder. Well, that's the thing. If it was anyone else, anyone that you else, can't exactly. prove that what you did was justified in some way, they would go to prison mm-hmm. forever. Or mm-hmm. they would be on death penalty, depending on how it rolls. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm sorry that saying black lives matter does not mean white lives don't matter. And I'm sorry. And if you think that it's that it is, then guess what? It's not about you. Well, I saw something the other day. It was like a cartoon and it it said somebody's like black lives matter. They're like all lives matter. He's like, "Mm, well, yes, we know that. But when someone says save the rainforest, do you then go, "Uh uh-uh, you got to save all the forest? No, you don't. So stop acting like you are looking at the best interest of everyone because you're not. You're just showing your own Mm -hmm. bias and racism. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely. White lives have always mattered. The end. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it because it's a thing. Just like, I don't have to go out and come out as straight to anybody. Happy Pride Month, by the way. Just thought about that. Uh, I don't have to come out as straight. (laughs) People just make the assumption that I am a straight white female. And I am. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have to wake up and go, Mom, Dad, I, I hope you still love me after this. I, I am attracted to men. And they weren't like, <gasps> because again, we, we have this heteronormativity. We have this white normativity kind of situation where you don't have to think about those things. The privilege. Yeah. You don't it's have to think about it. Yeah. But you can't mm-hmm. go out and start shouting, old white men are being persecuted. I'm like, no, you're not. You are the persecutors. The end. Yeah, I know. If like, it's, by the I way, mean, Jesus is mad at you. I'm just going to put it out there. Jesus used to beat people up when they acted like you did. So Jesus beat people up. Hell yeah. He kicked the whole they kicked a whole group of tax collectors' asses in a temple, I think. So, oh, well, good, to, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Good for Jesus. You yeah. don't remember that part from uh, Lamb? Yeah, that Lamb is about as much Bible study as I've ever cared to read. <laughs> it's it's all you need. So the real stuff is in okay. there. The other stuff is just fun. So, but yeah, okay. totally did. So, all right. So let's talk. Let's talk more about um, 2020 and now the end of it like it's it's starting to be the end of it i know that there's still lots of stuff going on and like obviously corona is still really bad especially like in india and it's starting to pick back up in um taiwan and uh, japan mm-hmm. but um we're hoping that uh, we're kind of getting a handle on it um as we know comic blues is next month Whoop! yay holy crap that's coming up i was talking to mandy about it uh, an hour ago it's so nice to see yeah. her um i'm getting on an airplane yay mm-hmm I'm not, but I'm going to be there. (laughs) It'll be the the first time I've been on an airplane in a long time. Yeah, I haven't been on an airplane in two years. Oh, I'm so excited. My family's coming from New York at the end of the summer. Super excited to see my nieces again. I haven't seen them in two years. So they actually were supposed to come last year in April. They had to cancel their plans because of the lockdown. Yeah, I was. My family was supposed to come and visit me last May. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that didn't come. Um, But yeah, my family has come since then because they could give a shit about any kind of rules. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're like, they're like, we don't care. Right. (laughs) So every time they came to visit, I quarantined myself, you know, to make sure that I didn't give them anything. But they didn't care. Well, and I had told Paul from (laughs) the beginning, I was like, if we have to go into a lockdown bubble, my sister's house has to be part of the bubble because Mm -hmm. I help watch her kids. They live around the corner from me. Like I cannot not see them i can yeah. i can say oh i can't see my brother because he lives two thousand miles away but yeah. my sister lives a quarter of a mile less you know <laughs> like if i had a zip line yeah. from my house to hers i'd be there in two seconds so yeah uh, you know but the, and that was the situation my sister's a nurse so she already knows how to take precautions and you know we're you know we stay vaccinated and we're not hugging all over each other all the time and stuff which but it's like I didn't even see my mom. Yeah. I think I saw my mom like four times last year and she lives a mile away. But that's mostly that's on crazy. Her. But you know, yeah, <laughs> she goes into hiding well, like we all do. 
Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, my family was like, I took precautions. They did not. Right. So, and they were like, oh, who cares if Heather gives us, or if we give Heather anything, but we know that Heather won't give us anything. Right. So. Well, you know, so, yeah. you love your family, but, but my family's like, are you coming to, to Thanksgiving? I'm like, no. <laughs> I've seen y'all flying I didn't, all over the world. I'm good. I love you, but yeah. I'll see you later. So. You know, now that we're reopening, there's kind of, it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us have a little bit of fear about reopening. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt it too. We had our first, uh, one of my meetup groups is kind of this, this sci-fi meetup group that we'd, we'd gone to a few times. And I kind of had some anxiety going to visit, even though it was kind of socially distanced mm -hmm. and we, we wore masks. I, I really was kind of anxious a bit. Yeah. Um, Go, going there and I, I think that I'm not the only one no I um, we definitely have had it my sister and I went to a movie uh two weeks ago mm -hmm. for the first time in like 15 months I think the last movie we went to see was uh suicide, the Harley Quinn movie back in like February oh, yeah, yeah that was probably the last movie I saw too yeah. yeah so we went to see whatever the new Jason Statham movie is um yeah mm -hmm. uh all I have to say about that movie is it was two hours and 10 minutes a bulletproof vest grandpa sweaters and absolutely no abs so disappointment <laughs> seriously my sister like she found it uh, while we were on the treadmill at the gym she's like hey jason statham movie I'm like let's roll so oh, she, there you go siri's talking to me shut up <laughs> she heard me say that sounds like a good outtake she heard me say sister <laughs> and she's like i don't see sister in your contacts like, fuck off so Okay. But yeah, no, I totally uh, have that. I definitely have some anxiety about Comic Palooza specifically because mm -hmm. we're going to go to that. And I'm excited to go to that because I have not seen your face in two years. I mean, other than yeah. on a as, Zoom. You know, but... as I understand, it is a very toned down Comic Palooza. It's only going to be the first floor. It's not going to be the top, two, the you know, three floors like normal. Yeah. Um, but uh, so. I, I'll be interested to see how it goes because as I understand, Texas does not give a shit about social distancing. Uh -uh. So we'll see nope, um, we don't. how that goes. <laughs> we don't, they don't um, care at all. You know, it, yeah, the California is supposed to give up its social distancing requirements uh, in about 10 days. Um, however, the, the mask requirement stays on in large indoor events. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see how that goes because Californians are crazy. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be fun comparing compare and contrast. Of course, I'm not going to any large indoor events in California, mm -hmm. but uh, well, this so one will be, be nice. Compare. And it's, for us, this will be the first year that we have not participated on any kind of panels. We're going to be on the floor. Um, yeah, gonna, but that's not well, that's not the same thing. I mean, yeah, probably not. Probably not. But it would, it would be nice because honestly, the last one we did, I think, between moderating and sitting on panels. It was like we didn't do anything else. We did like six of them. Like we did not over a three day period. Like we did not. I didn't see anybody that was. We didn't see anything. Nothing. I saw nothing. And and it's fine. I love my podcast people and I love doing the things. But sometimes you just want to wander around and look at stuff and sit down mm -hmm. and eat a we, shitload we, of food. I think we got to see half of the Timothy Zahn panel. We saw the and whole Timothy only, Zahn. That was the only one we, I think we actually. But it was actually... only because it was across from the rest of the podcasting panels. <laughs> it if was. It been in the, and it was the it last been day. down the hall. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have made it. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it was right after whatever that last one we did was. So Yeah. So I think it'll be a while before we all kind of get used to it. And I think while it's still out there and while masking is still a thing, um, I'm going to be wearing my mask, by the way. Um I think that it will be it will be a while before we're ready uh, to re-enter society. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely so. going to have a mask, and I will wear it mm -hmm. in close quarters for sure. I haven't decided yeah. if I'm going to wear it the entire time, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I'm I'll vaccinated and, and drinking and forever, stuff, so. so yeah. I'm not but again. I mean, my my situation with going back to the mask is one: I haven't been sick in a year plus, and I'd like to keep it that way because being sick sucks. And two. I don't want to be seen as a Karen like that's I will absolutely be the one who wears the vaccine card like <laughs> pinned to my shirt mm -hmm. like I'm fine y'all are you like prove it yeah exactly so all right okay well I think that is hopefully this is the last I hope so 2020 dumpster uh, fire is a dumpster fire yeah episodes so I think all we've right, kept so everyone up to date so yeah I think everybody knows <laughs> um so here is uh our internet quote for today okay it's uh, from Twitter at Ali Colbert. It's either at Colbert or Colbert. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just because I'm vaccinated doesn't mean I want to make plans. That's true. Yeah, it's very common. I keep telling people, it's like, okay, when I say I'm doing nothing, I mean I'm doing nothing. That doesn't mean I'm open to fill that nothing time with plans. It means I need a fucking break. So, 
like honestly, every once in a while, I'm like, I'm like super busy, and I'm like, I have, I'm doing nothing, and I feel that my whole day, mm-hmm. I feel that my whole day doing nothing. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> I spent a whole day doing nothing because I've spent the last two weeks working on this book thing, and I was yeah, like, I need I, a break. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I need to do nothing, and then you get so mad that your nothing took all day. <laughs> I know. It's like I, I did nothing, and I feel no better. Like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right. Like. Okay, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. Music provided by www.bensound.com, and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. So, you know, maybe ass blasting freezing cold water up your butthole is not exactly the most comfortable thing in the world.